God, I love that song. It's so great. Hi, everyone. It's me. It's Molly. I'm back. I've missed you all so, so much. But ugh, I've been doing some really exciting things, everyone. Like, really excited. Like, I'm super pumped to tell everyone, if you haven't already noticed, we started doing live shows. What? Yeah, I have adapted this podcast for the stage. We're not recording any of those live shows yet, just because of some technical things we're working on. But come out if you're in the New York area and check it out. It's really fun. It's a blast. We have some great comedic opening acts. And as usual, there's still a hilarious food prep segment at the end. We've had some wonderful guests so far. Our first live show, we had Kate Chastain from Bravo's Below Deck. And we made sub sandwiches. It was awesome. And then we decorated cupcakes with Matt Belisai, which was super fun. Matt Belisai, who you might know from Unhappy Hour and his web series, To Be Honest. And coming up on September 10th at 7 p.m. at The Pit, which is also known as the People's Improv Theater. We're going to have a special guest, Elise Morales from Betches, and she is so funny. I've known her for a few years. She actually, I took a class from her about how to start your own show. (laughs) So it's kind of full circle that she's now going to be on Amusing Boosh live and in person, which is what we're calling the live show. So I hope that if you're in the New York area, you get a chance to check out the live show. And you forgive me for the fact that I've been really delinquent on publishing these podcasts. But... This is a really great episode we have today. Megan Sagru, who is a delightful, delightful human being, crazy talented, very funny, so warm, so kind, and just ugh, a joy to be around, a real light, a real light in the life. Megan is also in the show Improvise 30 Rock, which you can catch her and the rest of her team improvising episodes of the TV show 30 Rock on Friday, August 23rd at 7 p.m., also at the Pit, People's Improv Theater. And it's hilarious. They've had some really special guests. Who knows who's going to stop by? And it's a wonderful show. I know I'm going to be there. It's going to be a blast. So that's August 23rd, 7 p.m. And on the show, Megan plays Lutz, which is even more hilarious, especially after you listen to this interview, which we also talk a lot about Lutz in this interview, which only seems fair. We talk about everything from UCB and Del Close Marathon to being from the Midwest. She's from Pittsburgh. I'm from Chicago. She also went to Northwestern. So we talk a bit about Chicago because it's a kind of a cool place. People have heard about it. But uh, we also talk about how to properly chop an onion, which there may be some social content out there for you if you're curious about how I chop an onion personally. And we also talk about our favorite seamless spots to order from. Um, For those of you who might not be in New York and aren't totally familiar with Seamless, I know it's beyond New York. It's in other places, too. But um, Seamless is basically a, how do I describe it? Kind of like an Amazon but for takeout in some ways, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of a fair way to describe it. Any takeout you could possibly think of is on Seamless and you just get on that app and you're like, I want tacos and you can find tacos and they will deliver tacos to your door within an hour or so, depending on what place you order from. It's really the 
both the bane of my existence and light of my life. Anyway, it's a really fun episode. We had such a blast. We make chicken paprikash. I believe that's how Meg said we pronounce it. It's a Hungarian dish and it was so freaking good. And of course, there was a lot of drinking in this episode. And uh, yeah, give a listen. Have a blast. And without any further ado, Megan Sagru. Megan, thank you so much for coming. Okay, now we're gonna get really started. Okay, we're really okay. starting. Welcome to Amusing Boosh. Uh, Megan, how do you pronounce your last name? Sergru? Sigru. Sigru. Okay. Is it is there no is there only one R? Yeah, so it's S-U-G-R-U-E. Thank you so much for joining. Today we are making chicken paprikash. Am I saying that right? I say paprikash, but that's paprikash? not to say okay. it's a Hungarian dish. So mm-hmm. I don't know how in Hungary you would say it. It might be pap- paprikash. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 We also, because I'm, I was starving, and as we do in most episodes, we start off with little snacks. So I made a little fruit salad. Yeah, Molly takes care of us. We got some mango cantaloupe and blueberries in there. The mango is like sort of ripe, sort of I'm like underripe. I'm into it. And then we threw some in our uh, wine glasses. We fancy. Yeah. So this is like, you actually brought your own recipe today. I did. It's on an adorable little recipe card. <laughs> My you mom hand wrote it. You took a, a picture of it and sent it to me. For uh, It was just, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so you're, I'm going to let you take most of the lead and tell, just okay. tell me what the hell I should do. The disclaimer is I am not a great cook and I don't cook a lot, but this is pretty simple. Okay. So I think we can do it together. I will need your... Perfect your guidance and let's, your love. Let's, uh, what, what's, what's going in this bad boy? So, okay, first, it says skillet here, but I think it's easier just to do, like... A pot? Yeah. Okay. we're gonna add a lot of liquid, All so... Right. Do you want to use your dumpling no-yolk noodles, or do you want to use the regular pasta noodles? What are you thinking? I mean, if you don't mind, if you think this looks like enough, we could do I this. Think totally this is how I grew up with. So these are these egg yeah. white noodles. I love them. Enriched egg white pasta. This brand is no-yolks. Uh, <laughs> it's a comedy podcast. It I works. love it. Yeah, but it's like those spinny, potatoy looking noodles, and they're delicious. Yeah, very hearty. And they, um, like my mom uses in a ton of different like casserole recipes, mm-hmm. like this exact kind of noodle. Yeah. Okay. So then, what else is going in here? So that's like the last part. Yeah. So put that's these over the noodles. Here. Then we just need to cut the chicken into bite-sized pieces. Okay. Start. That's the first part. And so let's list all the ingredients really quickly, just like so people know. Oh, sure. So, what's going in this. Okay, so for chicken paprikash, it's a very, it's a Hungarian dish, like I said, very hearty. Mm-hmm. Um, not very healthy, but I love <laughs> it. It's like my favorite comfort food. It's actually a great day to do this because it's like it so is. gross and cold and cloudy out. So it's uh, one and a half pounds of chicken cut into pieces. Molly's cutting it into pieces Cutty. like a champ. You're going to need six tablespoons of butter. You're gonna need one small onion. We're gonna chop that real fine. You're gonna need some milk, some paprika. My mom swears by Hungarian paprika, so I brought some of my own. Um, I think this is easier to get in Pittsburgh than it is in New York. Um, I could not find Hungarian paprika. So there you go. I had regular paprika, and I was like, she like sent this to me from Pittsburgh. So that's amazing. That's where I'm from. Um, and then you need. <laughs> she wrote eight ounces of real sour cream and the real is underlined. Yeah. And, and Molly got real sour cream. I got cream. real. It's organic, but it's real. Yes. And um, I did almost have this moment of like, 
well, maybe we could do Greek yogurt because I'm that asshole who does that. No, you're, and, in those situations, I would applaud that decision. Yeah. But in this one, it's like, you know what? I was like, don't fuck with it, Molly. It's don't gonna, fuck It's going it. to taste real good. We're going to feel, like, so full. Yeah, I'm excited. So you did all the ingredients, right? You yes. You those. All right, I am cutting up the chicken into bite-sized pieces. And then as okay. soon as you're done with that, we're going to put it into our pot. Okay, should um, the pot be on? Is there anything that should be in the pot? Well, we're going to have to put the onion and the butter in there as well. So I guess we'll need to okay. prep the onion first and then okay. put all that in there. All right. And just let it cook for a bit. And after that, it's, it's real simple. Okay, I'm going to give you another cutting board. Thank you. Let's get started on some, I got okay. some questions for you. All right, so tell me, so this is obviously a recipe from your mom. Yeah. You grew up with this. Yes. Are you Hungarian? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm mostly German. Okay. And Irish. Mm -hmm. um, we have that in common. Right. Which makes sense with those noodles because I feel like my mom, like, I feel like that's a very German, like, yeah. noodle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm like that Eastern European mix. And then Hungarian is mm -hmm. a small part of it, but um, definitely for my mom's side of the family. And, um, yeah, she would make this growing up, and it's, like, my favorite food. And it's, like, a pretty simple recipe, so it's something I can do as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like you and I instantly bonded when we met over our Midwestern upbringing. Yes, <laughs> like, this yes. This is very on-brand, yeah. that Midwestern upbringing. It's, Even though Pittsburgh's not technically the Midwest, but I count it. It feels, it, I I think it feels like it, it like the essence of the Midwest, you I know? Agree. Um, whenever I get into O'Hare Airport, like, mm -hmm. I love hearing the loudspeaker, the guy with his Midwestern accent, like, welcome to Chicago's O'Hare <laughs> Airport. And I'm just like, yes, I'm back. <laughs> I love the Midwest. It smells like hot dogs. <laughs> I don't even know if it's like a, is that a good thing to smell like? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. When I go to Chicago, I eat everything. It's like you walk past the pizza, yeah. the popcorn, like, all of it. Do you want, do you want help? Um... Maybe a little bit. That's great. Okay, here, ready? Yeah. Do you want me to show you how I do this? Yeah, please. Okay. First off, also, I always do oh know this. Oh my god, people have tried, and okay. I just suck at it. It takes. It takes. So what I'm trying. What I'm showing Megan is that like if you curve your knuckles into your hand when you're chopping onions or anything really, it keeps you from cutting them off. And I just like literally just put pressure. It took a while for me to actually get used to it. I want to take like a class or something. Because... Oh my God, I would do that with you if you oh, wanted. Oh please, because I Because cannot... I don't know, like I compared to my family, I look like a complete novice. So yeah. Maybe we do like... Do you want like, it's chopped finely, right? Yeah. So maybe we do like a little bit of this onion, but okay. not the whole thing. Should I put this into the pot what we've got so far? So, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to put this here for now, that onion. And then we can put the butter in there. It doesn't okay. hurt. I'll go ahead and do that. It's a little bit coarse, the onions. My apologies on that. You but know I what? I love onions. It'll be great. I do too. Okay, so this is how I typically would cut when I'm chopping finely. So I would do like what Whoa. you did. Oh, you're like on the plate. Yeah. You're so like you have more. Up. So you have more control. Yeah, I totally do that. That's the other thing where like I have more control that way. So my fingers are actually on like the end of the, the, like just past the handle on the blade. And then I just turn it and then I hold all of it together like that. And I go, you guys, Molly's killing it right now. She's like the after in a cooking class commercial <laughs> and I was the before. <laughs> Stop it. You were doing a good job. I was just trying to, 
I was like, here, let me help you. Cause no, because like I'm were, learning. This is great. It was... This is what I, I hope it I'm not doing. What my family does, where it like thirty seconds to do what took me. Minutes. And then I'll just go back. And the other trick is too, when you want a little bit more finely chopped, mm -hmm. is so then you get it all together like this, and then you go. Mm. Also, I just got a food processor, so I've been very uh, lazy with my Oh, that bedding. makes sense. That's super easy and nice. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a game changer. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty great. All right. Here we go. Cool. And then if you just So these are a lot more finely chopped than the other ones. Okay, cool. Yeah, just throw it in there. Just chop it in there. That might be my roommate. So. All right, so we're putting that in. Can you just cut at the six tablespoons? Cut at the little, six tablespoons? Yeah, because this is a little bit more than six. Oh yeah, for the butter. The butter. Wait, yeah, so it's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There we go. I put the rest in it. Yeah, oh, okay, I'll put that in there. Yeah, I'll do this. Hello. Hey. So, I would love okay. your thoughts on this. It says yeah. saute the chicken and onion in the butter until the chicken is thoroughly cooked. Does that mean we should heat this up first? Probably. Before the chicken in? Yeah, I would say so. Let's just like, yeah. Let's turn so the butter bit. so that the butter can like melt a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, the chicken's cut. So the chicken's already cut. I'm put the noodles over here. I'm on the medium. Yeah, that's good. This one's very strong because it's a double burner. Okay. So um, that'll be done so in like like a second. Oh, yeah. It'll be done so fast. All right. And I'm just going to move stuff around. Please. So that the butter melts in this pot a little bit more. Okay. We were talking about food. So yes. Midwest. Yes. This is something you grew up with. Mm -hmm. What were some of your other, like, what was, like, your mom cooked a lot? Like, yes. what was food like growing up for you? Um, so, like, mom cooked a lot. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, she mostly cooked. Um, I, yeah, I'm learning to cook now. I think my younger sisters um, got more into it than I mm. did at first. But, no, my mom cooked, like, every night. Where does um, your younger sister live? So, I have two younger sisters. One lives in Washington, D.C., she has her doctorate in molecular biology, I think. Well, if that's the sister that's cooking, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. She is very, she's much smarter than I am. Um, <laughs> <and> she, <laughs> no, but like, that's what like molecular, like that's like chemistry is so much of cooking. Is yeah. I mean. Like in like molecular biology is like how things like react to each other. Right. On a yeah. like molecular level. Sure. And yes, your guess is as good as mine. Like she gives cool. us her papers to read and I'm like, mm, what? That's <laughs> awesome. Good job. Like without you asking for it, she's no, like, "Here's no, my no. paper." We all asked. We're like, "We're so proud of you!" Like you have your PhD. Send us your paper, and then we're like, "This is great. Your name's on it." That's the only thing I can oh, understand. Oh, that's sweet though. That's like such a supportive family. I love oh, that. Yeah. I love and that. And then the my younger sister lives in Pittsburgh. Okay, so they're so they're into cooking a bit more mm -hmm. than you are. Okay, but which kind of makes there. sense. Which I've makes been sense. getting into um, Blue Apron. I love mm. Blue Apron. So like. I like to follow very exact instructions. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a like, add a little pinch of this. I'm like, what? What is? Yeah. What am I doing? Um, You'll get there though. Like Blue Apron will help you figure. Yeah. It out. No, like, I've definitely gotten better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mom cooked um, a lot of good dishes like this, hearty dishes. She made a big point about um, family dinners, like every night. Like we all had to sit down. Yeah. Which I do like in retrospect i'm very thankful for at the time like mom 
and I just want to like go see my friends or whatever, but like yeah. actually what a great treat. So. Right. So we've melted down, the butter's completely yes, melted down. And now we just gotta saute the chicken. Now the chicken's going in. Yeah. So we're just gonna cook those little giblets. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put this in the sink. Is that alright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just sort of brunching the chicken hot juices water away. over that, yeah. 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 And then we gotta add milk and sour cream after okay. this. We're gonna wait for the chicken to cook down first, or cook first. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like, the family dinners are so, like, you don't appreciate them as a kid, but even, like, but now you have, like, something to, like, look back and be like, oh, God, that was so cool. Like, I got to spend time with my family. Like, I got to know. Yeah, we're really tight because yeah, of it. Yeah, you know? Um, I think that's, that's awesome. Do you think yeah. it makes sense to make the noodles now? Um, let's see. let's see, how much more time do we have? Okay, so we gotta wait for these to cook. And then we just add the milk and the sour cream and the paprika, which shouldn't take long at all. Let's, oh, let's simmer 15 minutes. Let's, okay. we're letting it simmer, let's cook the, the noodles. Perfect, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so yeah, no, I agree, that's like amazing. And so like, was this one of those things where, cause I don't know if your, your family was like this, but on, cause my, like mom cooked like almost every night yeah same um especially when it was like all three of us at home and you have two siblings too i have two siblings i have i'm the youngest though oh, okay so i have an older brother and uh an older sister okay and they're much older than me so i spent i'm like this weird like youngest kind of only child too because by the time oh. i was like so there's 10 there's nine and a half years between my sister and i and they're seven years between my brother and oh, I. Damn. Back to what I was trying to say is for our birthdays, like we got to choose what, like our favorite meal. And oh. Our mom would make the favorite meal. So like, did you guys do something like that? Totally. And I think it would usually be this. The other thing that came to mind when we were going to do like a little bit earlier in the day is my mom would make crepes. Ooh. I'm, well, okay. Fancy. So it was fancy because she would make the crepes and then we would just put cottage cheese and jelly in the middle. Oh my God, that sounds really it's good actually. It's so good. <laughs> and it's like amazing. fancy, but not, cause it's just cottage cheese and jam in the middle, but oh but my it's God. That's so, gotta I, be delicious. It, so that was another one, which is like kind of great that she made it for dinner sometimes. I right. think it was more of like a special occasion. No, thing. I love that. Like we, my, sometimes my mom would be like pancakes for dinner, oh. kids. It was, we always said when my dad was out of town, cause like he like, it's weird. It's like, I can't eat breakfast at dinner time. That's weird. Oh, what a cute. <laughs> Like a weird little say, like, like yeah. I need my routine. Yeah, he's so in his routine. It's so funny. And so when he would be out of town, my mom would do pancakes for dinner, and we would like Aww. go bananas, and we're like, ooh, ooh. That's a, and you feel like you're breaking the rules. Which yeah, is so yeah. Funny. You're like, like oh your crepe thing probably too felt like that a little oh, bit. Like yeah. where it's like, oh my god. Like also that for me, it'd be like this is like dessert for dinner. <laughs> Yeah. I'd be no. like, I'm cheating so much. They don't even know it. Doesn't it smell good? It smells so good. I don't think we're... It's not it's quite not... cooked through, but it's getting there. Yeah. So when you went to college, like, so you're just now learning to, like... Yeah, I didn't really cook in college. Um, when I first got to New York, it was microwavable meals. Like, everything was a frozen, like, pizza or... But know, it's such a different pizza. lifestyle here. Like, oh, it doesn't yeah. surprise me that your sisters who don't live here. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like now that I'm getting a bit older, like, I actually really look forward to... I'm still doing the Blue Apron, mm -hmm. um, but, like, having that, like, time and just focusing on that. And it's one of those things that, like, you focus on it for whatever it is, a half hour, an hour, and then yeah. you have this, like, very tangible output. I find that very gratifying so it's like I look forward to cooking now and like coming home rather than just like 
microwaving something and then running out and yeah. you know, whatever. So I, I'm, I'm learning to love it. What are so? What are fav- some of your favorite um, spots to get food from? Like, what's your favorite seamless spot? Oh God. Um, I love me some Thai. There's a place called Mrs. On Thai. That's a good seamless mm-hmm. order. There's also, I live close to Spanish Harlem, so there's some really good Mexican places. Yeah. Um, oh, the one that I love is the name is Escape They Made, and they have a really, really good guacamole, homemade guacamole. Um, also, Indian food. Love ordering Indian. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's like, if I'm ordering seamless, it's rarely with like a healthy cuisine but that's okay um although oh, yeah nick and i will order just salad sometimes like if we're both at home during the day we'll sometimes you nice just need, yeah i agree you just need the greens yeah i uh i i did a juice cleanse and i'm upset that like the one thing i wanted was like a salad by the end of it how did it go how long was it I'm so it was curious. only one day <laughs> i didn't hey. suffer I was fine. I would have suffered if it was I mean, I suffered, but I was like, Molly, it's one day, and you're still putting something in your body. Like, get over yourself. You, you like, had that Midwestern grit get you through. You're like, <laughs> Stop feeling bad for yourself, Molly. You're and there were times where I would be at work after, like, a meeting. I'd be like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> and they'd be like, my, like, I was going to think, my, like, it, uh, my group was, like, so... There were, like, six of us in the office. They were so supportive, especially Aww. my boss and our, like, VP of business. They were like... You got this. You're doing oh. great. You got this. And I was like, thanks. What well, yeah. made you want to do it? Well, I was doing. Uh, I had a. I was doing a video shoot for Vice coming up, and like, I was like, I need to just like kickstart something. I want to like. I'm not gonna lose five pounds overnight, but like, maybe it'll at least shrink my stomach a little bit, so I stop eating so much, and then I ate like. Chicken sandwich and cheese fries yesterday from oh, Harlem Shake. Sounds so good. Do you have um, pepper? Can I grab some pepper? pepper? Yes. Would you like fresh ground? What? Yes. I have a little pepper grinder. I only I only grind. <laughs> I only have fresh ground. Yes. 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 Oh, this is smelling good. So yeah. One. I feel like the. Uh, that looks good. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I mean... I go with the rainbow peppercorns. Again, from Trader Joe's because that's the only place I shot. Okay, so they're not yes. actually rainbow. Well, there's some red, there's some green, oh, okay. there's some... Yeah. Always excited for like... You know. I like good. Glitter and sparkles. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to try this? Sure, I'd love to. Because uh, we're just going to let it simmer from here on out. So if you think it needs anything... Okay. This is really beautiful the way you just like spoon fed me <laughs> and I just slurped into my microphone like that. I hope God, that was like really like the listeners got a got a good taste of that. That was so romantic. That was had. straight up so romantic. Woo-hoo. You just like put the, you had your hand underneath the spoon and everything and just like there was brought a, it to my mouth and a little violinist just popped out of the corner and started playing. It was <laughs> really beautiful. There was a real lady in the front mo- moment, guys. What do you, I might add some salt. Like the rest I think you might need a little bit of salt, it, yeah. And like, maybe even a little bit more paprika, to be honest. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. I didn't want to add too much. Is this good? It's good. Is salt to use? Yeah, that works. I also have some, like, regular sea salt, too. I mean, I'm sure that's actually just regular sea salt, but... Yeah. 
Okay, let's get into some comedy questions because we talked. Oh, wait, actually, before we get into the comedy, what is your favorite? So you talked about your favorite seamless yeah. spots. What is your favorite late night after show? Ooh. Um. So I've been. Right now, it's New York Pizza Suprema. Okay, where is that? that? It's near Penn Station. Mm, I know exactly where you're talking like, about. It's on like a pizza tour for like out of towners. It's but it everyone's up to the favorite hike. pizza yeah. spot in UCB. Like it's like Chloe told me about that place. Oh too. really? Uh huh. So yeah, I I honestly don't usually eat too much after shows. I usually just drink. Um, That's fair. And there's a bar, um, and we'll get into this, but I've been doing a lot at the Armory, and they go to the Tempest um, after their shows. So I go to the Tempest a lot, um, get some Miller High Life or vodka, depending on the day. And, like it, um, like it. The pizza. Miller right High Life. Door. The champagne of beers, my friend. I would... I, was, I knew... The more you talk, the more, this, the more I fall in love personally. This is gonna I was be already deeply in love with you. <laughs> like, they're going to look back and be like, this is how Molly this and Megan started. <laughs> this is where it happened. This is where, I felt, this is where they fell in love. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I love that so much. All right, let's. I do want to talk to you about the Armory because I actually want to turn this into a live show too. Oh shit, awesome. And so I've the been trying to- The Armory is the, all in the tank, the theater is at, is the best. The tank best. I was thinking, yeah. They would totally do that. I was thinking about the tank. I was just looking at that this morning. Okay, I feel really good about this. Yeah. I just tasted it and I feel like we achieved the optimal Amazing! Levels. So we just let it simmer. So I'll turn this down. Yeah, turn, there's a simmer, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. We can actually put, let me get a cap, a cap, a lid. Molly's had too much wine already. Um, let me get a lid for that so it can really simmer. Do you, speaking of like old characters, do you remember? Uh, I think it was Sherry of Terry. Oh, oh that's I a, know exactly what you're gonna say. Simmer down now. Simmer down now. It's so good. God, oh she was God. brilliant. She, I can't. Uh, and I, the cheerleaders, of course. Uh, like oh. she, like it kind of makes me sad that she, like we haven't seen more of her. Yeah, what she pops up every now and then, but I haven't seen her too much. I agree. Yeah. Okay, wait. So six ounces in three quarts. Do we care oh, about I don't even know. Mm -mm. Okay, great. We don't so care. We're just gonna They're just this. noodles. We yeah. just put water in. And, yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my life philosophy on noodles. Is like fill it like three fourths of the way in the pot, and then just throw the noodles in. And I usually put a little bit of salt and yeah. some um like oil. Oh, you put oil in the water too? Just to keep the noodles from sticking to each other. That's super cool. It's a little fun. Well, they pretty definitely taught me to salt the water. Yeah. That. Yeah. The oil. I love that. It just keeps like, especially like spaghetti, um, it keeps it from sticking all together and clumping. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. Yeah. Um, look at you. I'm so impressed with you right now. Stop. I put some salt in some water, you guys. <laughs> I'm really killing it. <laughs> and I'm just helping myself to Molly's kitchen. Is this the right olive oil? Yeah. Just, actually, you know, we have an open one already. Let me grab that. Okay. One. But good instincts, good instincts. I just went shopping yesterday because like we only have like a couple I of olive oil. I am running low on olive oil as well. Nick and I were just saying we needed to do a Costco run. It yeah. needs to happen. Heck, let me put both of these back. You just do like a little bit, like just a little bloop. Like like yeah, like a table, like. Okay, so a little bit more bloop. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, that's great. great. Perfect. Perfect. I'm gonna boil this. Do you have a cover for it, or should we just let it go? I just let it go. Mm -hmm. I can get a cover if you feel. That's great. No, sometimes I do, but I think we're fine. I don't, for noodles, I'm not like, it's not gonna... Right. It's not like if we're gonna have a back spray it's issue, like if you're putting like oil in a frying pan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I had to get one of those splatter guards because Chloe, my kitchen was yeah. a disaster zone. No, I, yeah, it's, um, Chloe is vegan now, so Ooh. we, she and I actually made vegan 
vegetable fritters because Ooh. and at first you're like, well the vegetable fritters isn't that vegan because the thing is most fritters as a binding agent uses egg oh which is not vegan so how did she how did you guys do it we used lentils we cooked oh, down right. lentils fucking lentils yeah they're just but it, so surprising but we were it was a lot of splatter because it was like we were frying mm-hmm. it in like an oil um, let's get back to comedy. Yes. We're all over the place because Molly's already buzzed after. Megan, fucking as well. It's fun. Um, if you were a superhero, uh huh. Speaking of origin story, this is actually a perfect transition. Oh. If you were a su- superhero, how would you describe your origin story? How did you get your powers of comedy? Oh my god. Um. Because I think you're a comedy superhero. Oh my god, stop. That's so nice of you. Um. I mean, just like very realistically, I have like watched comedy and been obsessed with comedy. We're like already talking so much about SNL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, I distinctly remember the my sister Kelsey, the one that lives in Washington D.C. and is mm-hmm. way smarter than I am, downloading. Stop that. No, because listen, she proves her, how smart she is. She found clips of Celebrity Jeopardy on Kazaa. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kazaa? Mm-hmm. So she downloaded a bunch of them and she was like, Megan, you gotta watch this. And our minds were blown. We showed my parents, like, have you ever heard of SNL? It's called Saturday Night Live, it's so good. <laughs> so I've been obsessed how with How old were you? I, we were like in like fourth or fifth grade, I wanna say. Oh my God. Yeah, we weren't quite, or maybe it was middle school, somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, just obsessed. Were your parents like, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. Um, but they were very supportive and like sweet and they were like, yeah, which is funny because some of that stuff was like off color and they're like pretty straight edge, but I think they just saw us laughing so hard and they were like, they're like their typical Midwestern parents. Oh yeah. Like, okay. But they were young ones. Oh yeah, they, they get ones. it. Yeah. Um, and they still watch SNL with us sometimes, which yeah. is fun. So so yeah, I've just been obsessed with comedy for the longest time. Moved to New York. Um, started going to UCB to see shows just because I was like, oh my god, someone invited me to the a Del Close marathon, and I just had the best time. And I was oh like, my god. My so that was your like in- Del Close marathon was your yeah, and I had no idea what that was. Wow. Which uh, for our listeners, we've talked a little bit about this with Florence's episode, okay. but. Del Close Marathon, which I do want to, I actually have on my list to talk to you about because you performed in the last Del Close Marathon in New York. At the coveted 8.40 a.m. slot, it was... That's actually not a bad slot. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of somebody who always ended up in graveyard shift when she volunteered, that's not a bad slot to have. Oh, yeah. I would, I'd be like, done. Not 3 a.m., not 4 a.m.? It was honestly a dream. Even if it was like 10 people in the audience and it was 8.40 in the morning, I was like, this is a big thing. This is so cool. The last self close marathon I volunteered for, I worked from 2 a.m. Was it 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. or 12 a.m. to 6 a.m.? Yeah. Which theater? Uh, all of them. I was doing social media. Were you updating the Twitter? Yeah. Holy shit, that is such a position of power. Which what? But it was like my third, like second or third time. I think it was my third time I had been volunteering. And yeah, like, I had done control. line control at SVA the times, the two times before, I think. Oh, you know what we never did, Molly? What? We never set a timer. Can oh, you like shit. feel fifteen minutes? I can feel fifteen minutes. We okay. can also just look at look at it. Yeah. yeah, we'll be fine. You know, when the eggs are done, or when the eggs, when the egg noodles are done. Whew, okay. Cheers! Cheers! We're doing we got great. it. We're doing great. We're doing, great. We're doing so good. We're just oh, really okay. wine. That's really what this is all about. Uh, it really is. But I like ended up taking a nap. I remember my friends were here. Like my roommates were both home, and I think they had some friends over. 
And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna take a nap and then I'm gonna get up and go. And when I got out there, like I was still up and like drinking and having fun. And and I came when I came home, the sun was coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's like the sun. It was like full daylight, and I was like, oh my god. So yeah, I went to my first out close, and my mind was blown because there were people there from SNL. So like, yeah, full circle. Yeah, we didn't hold on. We didn't even explain what it is. It's a yeah. I just was. We got. uh, We're talking about time slots. Yeah, we got talking about time slots. Um, but basically, I do want to talk about more later about performing in the last one in New York. But Del Close Marathon, help me explain what it is. It's like. So it's it's hosted by UCB Upper yeah, Citizens Brigade. Yeah, it's named after one of the like. Is he a founding member? He's, he's one of the first teachers. He's, he's not a founding member of UCB, but he is considered the father of long form improv. There it is. That's what Del Close. Because he's in Chicago. He was a second city, like considered God. like the founder of like that like long form like three beats kind of format that you are familiar with, with UCB. Um, and he, I think all of the, the UCB4 learned under him. Yes. And, and brought it to New York. And brought it to I'm New York. I'm remembering, like, the intro speech that they make at all the UCB shows. Now. Yeah. And, and also, like, every single class that we've ever taken. Yeah. One, it's fine. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Wonderful. But, and it's this, like, it's one weekend. It starts, like, on a Friday, like, afternoon. Yes. And goes until, like, Monday Sunday night. It's Sunday night or Monday yeah. morning, even, I think. I think it might be, yeah. Uh, lately they've been ending it at like 10 p.m. on Sundays or 11. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Del Close Marathon. <laughs> I'm getting so sidetracked. That's what wine does to you folks. All right, so it's it's like, let's say 72 hours yes. nonstop Correct. improv. And my friend took me to it. I had no idea what it was. And it was one of the asshats at the end of the week. Yeah, let's turn the on the the fire down on the noodles a bit. Let's go to like medium or even low. And let's stir those bad boys. Thank you. So she, my friend, Annalie, God bless, was like, you got to come to this. It's so much fun. It was one of the asshats. Oh and we sat outside for like two or three hours. We played Uno. Like it was just one of those That's... magical New York moments. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And then we got inside. And I saw all these people from SNL, and I was like, like, Bobby Moynihan was there, yes, yeah. Shears Zameda was there, and my mind was blown, and it was so funny, and I was obsessed with UCB, so I went to shows for a couple, like, a year or so, I would bring my friends there, and just was obsessed, and then one day I was like, oh shit, I could take a class there, like, I should take a class there. Um, I think I also had gotten, like, a bonus at work or something, mm-hmm. because... That's just expensive, so I was like, "Oh, I have a little bit of extra money." We're gonna talk about that too because yeah, I'm in a I'm in a crossroads right now. UCB. Molly, I feel uh, same. Um, yeah. but at the time, it was like I love these shows. I love going to UCB Chelsea. Like it is my happy place. Which is I have more, a little, which I is so sad. And East Village is even is, the least is gone. It it hurts a lot. Um, those were such happy, wonderful places. I but agree. back in the back in the day, I think this was like. I think I've been doing improv for like three years, three and a half, something like that. So I took that little bit of money I had and put it towards a UCB class, and then um, it's it's not stopped. You and I met. Did we meet in two hundred one or three hundred one? I think three hundred one. Corey's class. Yes. But yeah, so that's how I got started. I just fell in love with UCB, um, got a little bit of money, and decided to take a class. And I've taken all the core classes. I did advanced study. I did sketch one hundred one. Um, Which advanced studies did you do? Ooh, I did a couple. I did one with Anthony Apruzzi that was oh. a um, Spokane class that I loved. I did one with Michael Delaney about Harold. I did one with John Scrabbis. 
Um, I did one with James Dwyer. I, think I James Dwyer. That's how Lauren and my, my roommate and I met. We met in James Dwyer's one-on-one -on -one class. I love him so much. He brought such joy to our class, and He's I like very funny. love him. For so that. talented. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my origin story. And then I don't know if you want to get into this now, but I think you and I both are like UCB was such a great starting point for me. Mm -hmm. And but what it really did was gave me a foundation, and now I'm like branching out and. It allowed me to meet amazing people like yourself, and we've done stuff outside of UCB, like totally. at the Pit. Mm -hmm. I met people that I produce shows with, or um, you know, indie teams that came about, and I perform at the Armory now. So less like you know, doing the UCB thing right now, but I'm very thankful for like the foundation it provided for me. Also, you were the saving grace in the class that we met. Ooh, yeah, you remember Corey was great. Corey was wonderful. Remember he forced us to hang out? He was like, guys, you are not gelling as a class. And he made Did us he? go to Pig and Whistle. Was that what happened? Yeah, we all had to go to Pig and Whistle to like drink together. I didn't even remember that it was because like, he like forced us to. Yeah, he totally Which was did. actually, which is smart. And yeah. I think actually I felt more comfortable with everybody then. And I felt oh, like I actually is... had like, that was a chance I think that you and I really bonded. Yes. Yes. I was oh. immediately drawn to your loud laugh and Midwestern sensibility. Those are <laughs> I like, I those are the two things I find most desirable in a person. Oh, you're the best, I love you. Um, we could probably drain the noodles now here. You yeah. Give me that pot. Yeah. We're probably pretty close We're to... close. It's like a little... I don't know if I want to turn it up. Like, I do want it to cook down a little bit more. All right, well, let's turn it up a little. Let's just a little bit. bit. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to taste great, but... Um, do we put too much milk in? Is that what you're thinking? Do we want to add more sour cream? I mean, that never Because that would thicken. Yeah, so maybe we do that a little bit. Here, okay. let me drain the noodles. It is a little liquidy. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The other thing, fun fact for you next time yes. you're making this... Um, flour or cornstarch? Yes, yes. I've done um, breadcrumbs in the past when I need oh, to that like, would be, soak something yeah, up. Yeah, that's like yeah. a really, yeah, that's great. I love them carbs. Cool. Um, Who does it? But yeah, we have a very tough yeah. class. Um, and general, I think, thankfully, I think, I think one of the people who I really did not enjoy improv improving with in that class is actually moved out of the city, so I don't have to worry about ever seeing that person again. <laughs> That's helpful. And not that he wasn't... Also, work. he was an interesting person who I actually tried to interview for a piece because he was like, uh... He was actually a boat captain, and he was like, well, none of this is on the record. I don't want to use... And, like, at the end of the interview, he was like, well, oh, don't no, include any of this. About. And I was like, thanks for wasting my fucking time, asshole. Here, I'll switch you. Thank you. Um, Take that sour cream. I I remember who you're talking about. I and I like, think oh, he. Captain. I think he moved out of the city. He did. He think yeah. Which thank God People because honestly, we're talking about he now. was he a, moved to Boston. Everyone knows who we're talking about. He was a plight on the improv community in New York. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, that's he, aggressive. He was a nice person. He was. A, he also did a great. He did a show that I was a part of once that was character based. And that oh really? Was super fun. He um, was probably he's probably very good at just doing like one character. I agree. Yes. But like in terms of playing with people yeah it was would steamroll the fuck yeah. out of everyone yeah. and i think everyone who's ever impro improvised with him can probably like oh, steamrolling what and yeah i think that's there were a lot like, of steamrollers in that class yeah i just feel like also after you're in it for a little while you're less like I, I, I say not good meaning like 
there are steamrollers who will steamroll you to like advance the narrative and like advance like the, right. the game which you're like this is fucking annoying I'm not getting a word in ed- edgewise but then there are people who are like steamroll and they just like throw a wrench into the game and they're like <laughs> I'm going to do what I, I want know, I know I know and sometimes I think they're just nervous and they can't stop talking probably yeah Sorry. but I'm like steamrolling this conversation right now <laughs> <laughs> no I love it um you're showing you're not telling um <laughs> no so yeah steamrolling is hard and it's harder as you get like a- after you've done improv for a while you're like just so not the point but you're just like less inclined to do it with people you don't know or don't like improvising with which, which is why like am I gonna spend $450 on a class when I don't know the people in it like like yeah and at this point literally I can say they have taken thousands of my dollars same same and then they create like the next level oh boy the economy yeah which I'm like is that now the new standard for auditioning for house teams I'm like I don't know but like I got into a I got into advanced study when only two other, three other people in my entire class got into yeah. advanced study. So I'm like, that was competitive as it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. That's a brag. I, that sounds like a brag, but I mean, no, like, I. But it, it's it's just a shifting standard. You're like, what right. is the thing now? I yeah. don't know what it is. How are we looking? How's our how's Good. our? Okay, already looking better. Still mm-hmm. a little saucy. If you want to throw a flower or something in there, I don't think it would hurt. I might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be on the runnier side. Like, yeah. there's going to be a little bit of runny, but that's a lot right now. Yeah. All right. And I just shook, like, maybe, like, a tablespoon of... I'm excited. This is flour. new. Probably not even a tablespoon, but a teaspoon, just because you don't want to put too much in and for it to be, like, globby. Yeah. That was the exact word I was actually going to say. <laughs> And you can always add more, but you can't take away. That's right, the biggest right, rule right, right. This is looking better. This is definitely looking better, and it's like definitely yeah. reduced. So I think we're almost there. And then I'll probably just dump that in there. Yeah, that's ready. To no, go. that's smart. Okay, cool. No, the noodles into the cooking down. Yeah, yeah. Let me reopen this. This is so much fun. I'm so glad you're here. I'm having such a fun time, oh, and good. it smells so freaking good in here right now. I am this loving is it. Like my childhood. Okay. Next question. You talked, you did, you've done sketch before. I took sketch 101. But have you ever done, um, I'm just gonna eat this rogue noodle that was in the sink. They're good noodles. There. Um, have you ever done stand up? No. Any desire? Not right now. Sometimes I'm like, what would happen if I just got up at an open mic? But, um, it's not an overwhelming desire. Fair enough. So out of sketch and improv, what's your favorite, what's your preferred to perform and what's your preferred to watch out of all three? Um, I, I prefer to do improv. I love improv. Um, there's a lot of prep work that comes into sketch too. Also. Uh, that was, yeah. To watch, I enjoy watching sketch and stand up. Like, it's funny, like, I'm never going to watch a Netflix improv special. <laughs> you know, like that's like, I watch a lot of Which Netflix sadly stand is up. Pro- yeah. I would say it's probably one of the issues with like why UCB show didn't turn like, it's tough. Oh, that was mostly sketch. It was. And it's funny because someone was asking if I had a recording of Improvised 30 Rock, and I was like, we've tried, but it's never as funny watching it recorded as it is being in the moment and watching yeah. it and, like, experiencing it live. Yeah. I'm sure we could get, like, funny clips out of it, but watching a 45-minute improv set on a computer is, like, not... It's not the same. No. So it's I love not. doing improv. I love watching all three. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just think improv, so I love the team aspect of it and the, like, you really just have to trust the people you're on stage yeah. with and you build something together. I think that's pretty magical. So I, I love watching totally that agree. and doing it. Um, where is your favorite... So here's my next question. Where is your favorite venue? Mm. And then also, which is your favorite theater? Like, theater, I'm thinking, like, the schools of, like, Magnet, yeah. Theater, UCB. And are they your, one of your favorite venues? R.A.P. Chelsea and East Village. Those yeah. are my favorites for a I long agree. time. Have you been to Subculture yet? No. I haven't either. If we go, we'll go together. That would be great. Um, I mean, I've heard good things. Yeah. And, like, Lloyd Knight's there. Like, I think they're finding a good space. But, um, yeah, I haven't been. R.A.P. Chelsea and East Village. Those places were so special. Yeah. Have you been to Caveat? I have. I love That's Caveat That's a really as a space. fun venue. I've, I've only been there a handful of times. It's expensive to do yeah. shows there. Like, yeah. Like you're going to see a legit show there. That exactly. Like has a, has a... I'm really lucky. We performed um, in a festival there once, so I got to do it. Um, Which festival? Diverse as fuck. Oh, wow. That's I fun. was not diverse. <laughs> um, I was part of this amazing... Again, as we've explained, Megan and I are both white Midwestern girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very pale. Very freckled. Um, don't look at this. I think the flower really did it. Yeah. If we want, we could, I, again, I don't know what it looks like normally, but we can add a little more if you want something a little bit thicker. Um. What do you feel? I'm feeling okay with this. Okay. I All right. we can either let it simmer for another minute or two, or we can consider Let's it let it simmer min another minute yeah. or two, see if it thickens up a bit more. Okay, so venues and theaters. So, our Caveat is great, though, I agree. Caveat's yeah. great as, like, a venue. I love... To go see a show, like, as I was saying, like... Caveat is one of those places where you have to put like a deposit down where yeah. like there are places like the armory, even the pit sometimes, um, where you don't have to put a deposit down or you don't have to be selected as a show and you can just go do it for free and then like they might charge like five bucks a ticket. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so we do improvised 30 Rock at the Pit Striker and I love that building. I think like... Striker's a good spot too. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. And then like that bar in the front is just priceless. Like the amount yes. of space yes. we have in Manhattan is mind blowing. So I love that like... I walk into that bar and I see people I know mm -hmm. and it's a, like at the end of Improvised 30 Rock we're like come have a drink with us like it's very it's great we've done it at the loft which is also a very nice space but there's not really a space to loft, gather yeah. there's after. no real bar I, right which is what I love about East Village was like the, there was the bar that you could kind of like all like after a show we'd like all go to the bar and be like four more shows will come through afterwards exactly because, you're like oh I might just pop in for another one exactly so yeah, I miss East Village and the and um, Chelsea, but I love Pit Striker and that whole theater on Twenty Fourth Caveat. There's like a handful of like bar venues that there was one in Brooklyn that closed recently and that annoyance. Hurt. No, it was like a bar that had a little bathroom. Oh, oh, I would have oh shit! That, was that it was a great venue? <sighs> Not Pine Box because Pine Box is still. I think that's I also a fun venue because um, I haven't seen it in a while, but it had like a really cute, like brick wall, like little twinkle lights bathroom. Yes. I am thinking, yes. but that I was really they closed. Yeah, well, they well, I think the bar's still open, but they don't do they don't use that back room for oh, events anymore. Sad. Yeah, more wine. So I guess right now it's it's the pit striker. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that's a good one. And I love the tank. The tank is a really supportive. Uh, it's a non-profit theater. It's right across from the training center, and that's yeah. where the armory performs. And it's like, like the people there work so hard. They're mm -hmm. like this tiny staff, and they have two stages, and they're like putting out so many shows every week. Let's so, put these. Uh, let's put these noodles in. Yes, I'm so excited. Ooh, it's hot, careful. 
Boom. That lump. That just like clump. Can't wait for that to get picked Let's up see. on the audio. I know. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, this looks good. We just tossed those. So Oh, Egg no, noodles I said so we can turn it probably off. Yeah. Okay, so probably bowls. Bowls. Okay. Yeah. My mom would do it on a plate, but I feel like this calls for bowls. I can't agree. Yeah, and I think she would so usually take... like just pour it over the noodles on your plate, but I like that we just put it all in one pot. I agree. It looks I like think a it really makes it easier. Good... Yeah. add salt and or more paprika but yeah. overall i'm into it this is like i'm gonna love this are you kidding me this is like... <laughs> again we come from the yeah. same people uh -huh. very hot i did not blow on it <laughs> that is delicious <laughs> I, miss so those, I miss that like egg noodle like oh my mm. god it's that's so good. really good so we talked a lot about comedy mm -hmm. do you favorite shows or teams that you like watching in new york Oh, um, yes. I've been watching a lot of Armory and all of their teams are so good. I love at UCB, um, women and men are super fun. There's, um, anytime I can see musical improv, I'm like so down. Rubble teaser oh, is so good. Brilliant. That is the one where I will say, even if I watch YouTube videos of it, I still cry. Oh up. yeah. No, that cuts through. Rumple teaser is so good. I agree. Okay. We're going to shift a bit. Mm -hmm. I want to hear more about like who you are outside the comedy world. We talked yes. about like what your dreams, what your dreams, goals, and aspirations, and how do they relate to like what you do as your day job. This is a section called day job. Mm. Uh huh. Let's tell the folks what do you do when you, to pay the bills when you're not on stage. I work at American Express. I um, do like sales and marketing for them. This is really good, by the way. Uh, really I'm creamy and delicious. It's, <laughs> it's also hot, um, but like oh, I can't stop eating it. Um. So yeah, I like do like social media, digital marketing for American Express. Yeah, no, it's a great company to work for. Um, I also saw on your LinkedIn that you were YouTube certified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an online course I took. Um, what does I, that entail? It's just a bunch of online videos you watch. Um, That's it? Yeah. It takes a while. Then you have to take a test and the test is kind of hard. Really? I don't even know if it still like applies, but it's for like marketers to oh. be like. I think I think it costs money because so my company paid for it. I did it at Viacom. Um, yeah, it's it's great, but it's also like whatever. It's something you do to get on your LinkedIn profile. Um, it, I was impressed. <laughs> thank you. That is the impressed. desired effect. What's the worst day job you've ever had? Um, I've been very lucky for the most part. I've had pretty good day jobs. You know, you have a bad boss now and then. I had my my last job, They it was very uncertain for a while. They were like, we need you to move to LA. And I was like, no, thank you. And they're like, okay, so you got to get out. But then they're like, wait, can you stay for one more month? Oh, weird. Can you stay for one more month? And that When was you started, weird. did you get, like have any impression that you would have to move uh -huh. to LA? No. So that was wow. weird. Oh, yeah. Um, That's tough. 
other than that, my first day job was working at a dentist office um, as an orthodontic assistant, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Because I I was going to say, I'm like, don't you need to go to school? Yeah. But it was so fun. Um, Yeah, I was just, like, changing the bands on braces and, like, helping schedule appointments and stuff. Can you Um, help me get a Nizzaline? No, because I was so, like, version 1.0 of braces. Mm. It was... It was gross. Like, people would come in and be like, I want all the colors of the rainbow on my braces. And you'd have to do, like, all the different colors. How funny the world has changed where it's like, I want to make them as noticeable as possible. (laughs) Oh, my God. And my braces? I don't know. Did you have braces? I did not. But I've been told I need them now on my lower. Really? They're not that bad. As I'm like, I probably still have food in my mouth, and I'm like showing Mm -hmm. you my teeth. I'm like, see, look. Amazing blessing. Um, Yeah, none of us, none of my siblings and I ever had to have braces. Which is like crazy genetics. A dream. Yeah. Um, I'm my parents are there. very lucky. Because, <laughs> yeah, I had mine in for like three years. They kept being like, you don't need them. You don't need yeah. them. I spilled wine all over my face just now, so I need a napkin too. Do you have a napkin? Is this okay? This is fine. This is what we do. Yeah. Thank you. Um, um, how are you doing on wine? Do you want more? Um, oh, it's just me that's like guzzling it down. Okay, cool. <laughs> I will always take more wine. The, the answer is always yes. Okay. I also have half of a bottle of my own left, too. So if, if Do you know get... what my plans are after this, Molly? What? To go drink with my uncle. So oh, my God. Is... I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to... I was like, because I thought you had a show, and that's why I was like, oh. No, no, bring it on. I was going to say, if you want to go drink with me in the park... Mm, that's so sweet. Um, so here's the other thing that a lot of people like want to know, like in terms of like, people who are in a situation, yes. like, is your... Like, what's your dream job? Like, right now, like, what is your dream so, we started talking about this earlier. I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Um, I love doing comedy. It is so fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've worked hard at it for the past couple of years. I think I've come to peace with the idea that, like, I am not going to be a famous comedian. Like, that is not the path for me. This is going to be my hobby that I take very seriously because I think I love what I do at American Express I think there's some really exciting things I can be doing I like working in marketing and I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like I want to put like you know this seeing our friends in comedy in order to get anywhere you have to put a hundred and ten percent of your time and your life into that and I'm just not in a position to do that like I have a job that it also pays, which is very helpful. Yeah. And like, if I can achieve professional success that way, like I'm going to put my time there and comedy is just going to be a hobby that I take very seriously. I think it's awesome that like in New York, you're able to just keep doing improv as like a fun thing. And I will take it seriously and like try and take classes and meet new people and get out there. But I've, I've, it just helps my brain to say like, this is a hobby. And mm. my job is, like, what I'm trying to excel at. So that's where I'm at right now, which is not super helpful for people that want to become comedians. But, like, for me, I think I've come to peace with the idea that, like, I can't go 110% on both these tracks at the same time. So I'm going to pick my job for now. And, like, well, this is going to be something that brings me joy on the side. It makes so much sense, too. And it's honestly a, a place where I'm struggling with, too, because I'm actually, I love what I do. Like, I, yeah. I'm creating And content. you're good at what you do. I thank you, and I, I I feel that way too. Um, but I'm creating content. I'm like in podcasts. I like for my day job. I work in podcasts. Like I get to create podcasts. But like my dream is to like take that one step further and like become the next like another Tina Fey. Oh, 
and like create TV shows and like be in them and star in them and um, but I think it is like a really tough I I am in this position of like do I just stay on this podcast because podcasts are like the wild west where it's like this could be something really truly magical where I'm like I like feel like I've made it but at the same time I feel so and I'm sure you feel the same way I feel so alive when I perform oh a hundred percent um it brings me so much joy and you're just in the moment like Mm -hmm. you can't think about anything else and I'm constantly thinking about 20 other things and like just focusing and making magic with people on stage is so amazing yeah so I love it and don't get me wrong if like Lauren Michaels came up to me was like hey we want you to be a writer on us and I'll be like bye everyone like I'm out I am out like I'm ready to go but I just have seen how hard people work to get to a successful place in comedy and like I don't think I can go that hard at the same time that I'm going hard on my career I think the other tough thing is too is like you and I are both in our 30s now right mm-hmm. and New York is such a tough place to live in without a steady income oh uh, it's nearly especially, impossible especially when you come from like the midwest where people are <laughs> your friends from like college and high school are like buying mm-hmm. homes and like starting families and you're like Hey, like I still live with two roommates. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. So I think, and like I love my job. Like I think, mm-hmm. like doing well in my career and like being a woman executive is very appealing to me. Like that oh, gets totally. me very excited. So like I'm just like, okay, that's my dream for now. Who's to say this won't change? And in like five right. years, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go start stand up. But like for right now, I've come to peace with like improv and comedy are like very. Um, big hobbies of mine. And I, I never half-ass anything. I'm not right. going to, like, be super chill about it. Um, <laughs> not super chill about a lot of things. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I've come to peace with it being, like, a hobby that I take seriously. I love that, though. And, like, I think even, like, the fact... I think it's, like, super mature, too, that you're, like, I don't know what the world's going to throw at me. Like, this is oh, how I feel right Oh, you never know. Now. Yeah. This is, like, my thought process right now. But, like... Give it two, three, five years, like, it might be totally different. I hate when people in interviews are like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, um... I, I don't know. Like, it's so hard. I'm like, this is my best guess, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I do feel like, I'm not religious at all, but I, and like, I don't, I don't know what is up there or in the ether Same. or whatever. But I do really love the saying of like, you make plans and God laughs. And I feel, like, strongly about that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do the best that I can and, like, try to do things that I want to do that I feel like will make me successful and happy and fulfilled and not have me living on the streets <laughs> Yeah, like, impoverished, you know? And, but, like, the universe or God or whoever whatever, is yeah. going to throw punches at you that you never expected that you're like, what the hell? Totally. And, like... You know, if I were ultra logical, which I've I've had this thought before, it's like, well, if you think your career is what's going to take you forward, like, why don't you just focus 100% of your energy on that? And it's like, but this makes me so happy. Like you're saying, and if you try and orchestrate everything perfectly and think so far in advance, it's never going to pan out the way you want it to. So I'm really happy to have this, like, little happiness factor in my life that, like, I know brings me joy and, like, I continue to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. So, this actually is a perfect... I want to know, do people at your day job mm-hmm. know about your comedy life? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't tell them at first because I mm-hmm. wanted to keep them separate. And then I've been at my job, like, a year and a half, and it, like, eventually came out. I work with very nice people that are like, what are you doing this weekend? And, like, tell me about whatever. And it eventually came out... 
it's like my thing now. Everyone's mm. like, oh my god, Megan's so funny. She does well. Everyone says stand up because no one really knows what improv is. <laughs> they don't know comedy in general. Right? Like, like she does. They'll like use like an all encompassing mm-hmm. umbrella. They'll be like, she does comedy. That's what I get. A and lot. I get a lot of like, when's your next stand up show? I'm like, never. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> but they're very supportive and they think it's cool that That's I do. Sweet. And so like some of my coworkers have come to see me. My boss really wants to come see me, and I'm like. You're my boss. Like, mm-hmm. I swear. And he's like, no, 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 it's cool, cool. So, um, so yeah, um, I have told them it was, but I didn't want to at first. Like, I wanted to keep them separate. But people get it, and like, it hasn't taken away from what I do day to day. And it's like a fun little interesting fact about me that people remember. So it's definitely become a part of my identity at work. Which is funny because I have this shit on my resume. Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? You just like does improv? Yeah, like special skills. They like improvise comedy. I might because it shows me to start doing that. Yeah, like, and it's really funny because like we know so many people that do improv. Absolutely, but like in this corporate world, people are like, "That's so unique, right?" (laughs) Like it's really not. I can tell you a million other people that. But I think in terms of like even the corporate world, like there are so many. Like my my, I have a couple friends are trying to do get certified to do like corporate improv mm-hmm. workshops yeah and my roommate i think is actually trying to do it as well there's and, a lot of money there um because it shows like you can think on the fly and like be calm and like adapt to a situation and react. totally so like you have two it's funny so like this was actually on here i was like do you have two different personas like at your a little bit yeah. Like, yeah a little bit i mean i think it's definitely gotten to be closer to one over time. At first, I was very separate. Totally, totally. Because that's, like, my instinct is to, like, keep personal, personal, and business, business. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, it has so many good applications in the business world. Yeah. And it does help me stand out. So, I've tried to become more one person. And then sometimes you got to reel it in. Because you're like, I'm not going to be, like, going crazy and going starting that. bits at work. I love that. Sometimes I do start bits at work. I've, I've just been like, you know what, Molly, you are. Live your truth. Live your truth. Live your truth. Um, okay. Let's talk about Improvised 30 Rock because it brings me so much joy. And it brings me, me so much joy. That I like have not, like, I'm embarrassed that I haven't seen a show yet because I see like the we video. We do it monthly. Yeah. We're going to do it. You have plenty of opportunities to see it. I'm going to okay. see the next one. Okay. Very excited. Um, how did it come about? I know I've seen a little bit on your, like, Instagram. It sounds like it was, like, a drunken conversation at a bar. So, it wasn't, it wasn't. I was drinking. Sophie, who is my co-producer, does not drink. <laughs> she, so, what happened was we were at a bar. She wanted to throw a show for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about ideas. And I was like, oh, we should, what if we just improvised an episode of 30 Rock? Her and I's favorite show in the world is 30 Rock. We so talk good. about it all the time. She literally, Molly, left the bar. She was overcome with emotion. No drinking. And she just was like, this is so exciting. Oh, my God. I'm going to be Liz. And my fiancé was there. And he, she was like, Nick can play music at it. And and I'm so excited. I just have to leave. And she, like, left. Like, she was overcome with emotion. Oh, my God. I love We this. talked um, that week. And... Oh my god, like, she she and I know some amazing people in the improv community and pulled them in, and, like, the response was overwhelming. Like, people love 30 Rock. Absolutely. I, it, was, it was so exciting. We have, um, so we just reached out to a bunch of people, and people were like, yes, I want to do this. David Bluffband plays Kenneth. He's, like, TV, <laughs> big deal guy, and he's oh playing Kenneth. We have Brielle playing Jenna. 
EA playing Jack, and they're both on house teams at UCB. We have Shannon, and I feel like I have to name everyone, Shannon and Angela and Steve, and Sanaya is also on house teams at UCB. Like, these very talented people were like, I'm here for this. Um, if you ever need somebody to play Jenna's mom, I feel like that's a really <gasps> good though. You would be Verna. I fucking love that. I mean, <laughs> totally. I was like, I can rock a southern accent like nobody's business, even though I have no consider I this. Just, I feel like I could be Verna. Yeah, a conversation. We're gonna have it. We're gonna get you those feather earrings, and we're yeah. gonna make it happen. <laughs> we've had. We've also had some amazing guest stars. My friend Marcus came in and played. Um, uh Dennis Duffy which was so funny oh god so he was good. so he like actually brought a legit beeper because his boyfriend is a doctor <laughs> <laughs> he brought a beeper um okay I'm, I'm so we we found this amazing cast my sweet fiance was like yeah I'll play music he's a musician yeah. so he does like live accompaniment on the side Oh hell yeah! So it was funny. He couldn't do the show. We had a show last night, and he couldn't be there, so we had to have the music up in the tech booth. And he played, whatever. It was a mistake. It's fine. He played the theme song once and stopped, and we were still like doing our intros. Yeah. Whereas Nick will like vamp and like do the whole thing. So um, he's so good. Uh, Yeah, and we've been. We're we we had just our tenth show last night. We've gotten our first show was at the pit loft and we sold out. They added chairs like on the stage. They had to kick people out. Like what? it was insane. It was insane. So we tapped into something. Um and we've continued to have pretty good ticket sales and it it's such a like random joy in my life that this thing worked out and like we had such good improvisers do it and people have shown up and bought tickets and it's so fun. So, yeah, I feel very That's lucky amazing. that it all worked out. So, yeah, Sophie and I have made this crazy baby together, um, and it's super fun, and we should definitely talk about Verna, because that would be amazing. Be I'm so down. Yeah. Um, I will play any ancillary, auxiliary character. There's so too. many. Yeah. It's so We had someone mm-hmm. last night guest star as Brunzo, because we did, like, I an Earth yeah. Day thing, and that was... He's only in one episode of 30 Rock, but, yeah. like killed it it mm-hmm. was so fun and funny he wore like yellow dish gloves it was it oh was great God. it was great tell us about playing Lutz <laughs> when, and why Lutz why did you choose Lutz so I honestly when Sophie and I were talking about this I was so excited I was like put me in wherever I yeah. don't care and she's like no tell me what you want and I was like and we had such good improvisers joining us I was like let them pick like yeah. They go first. So Lutz was kind of the one left over. At one point, they were like, should you be Sari? And I was like, no, I feel like Lutz. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He's just like, I've, I've grown to love him so much. And also, like, the actual Lutz is such a good improviser. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. Because I know you've had a couple. I know you've had Grizz on the show. Have you had Lutz on the show? No. We've asked. Lutz, if you're out there. I'm sure you're listening to I'm Amusing sure Boosh. I'm sure you're listening to Amusing Boosh because it's the hottest Hot, 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 and two, is like, Scott been on your show? I know you. No, we. Okay, who's yeah. the second one? Because I know you've had Grizz and somebody else. We had Grizz, and we had the guy that played. Um, he's a bit player on Thirty Rock. He's in a couple episodes, and he is the HR professional. 
Oh, um, yes. Yes, I think His real name uh, is Todd Wanapane. He was so great. He was so good. Um, Jeffrey from Human Resources? Jeffrey Wienerslave. He came on. So we had Grizz, and he was a dream. I guess Grizz has taken UCB improv classes. That doesn't surprise me. So he, He's really great. I mean, he's he and, so And funny. .com are so good. We, we've been talking to .com. Hopefully we can get him on a show. Um, oh. Yeah, we Sophie has been emailing him back and forth for a while. But um, God bless Sophie. She emails every single person that has ever touched 30 Rock. Um, to try and get them to guest star. Oh so we're God. always trying. Um, but yeah, Grizz was a delight. He, the funny thing about Grizz was he pointed at Nick, who was playing the piano at the end of the show, was like, can you play Midnight Train to Georgia? Because he wanted to do that dance sequence they yeah. do in the show. And Nick was like, no. And he got oh, a huge no. laugh. Um, and then we kind of did like a little dance thing. But Grizz was super into the show, and he was so fun. And then... Todd Bonapane was amazing and like answered questions before and talked about how great Tina Fey was and uh, I just like died. Um, and he didn't right. want to improvise with us. He was like, I'm not a good improviser and we still made him do it and he was delightful. That's so fun. So fun. So, um, I have, so yeah. we were talking about this and now I have a, I have two games for you to play. Yes. The first one is called Let's Apocalypse. Okay. So one of my favorite Let's Apocalypse is in 30 Rock when <laughs> the writers try to figure out what skills they have to help the group survive in an apocalyptic world or post-apocalyptic world. So, Let's Apocalypse. Yeah. What are some of your special skills <laughs> for an apocalypse? As Lutz or as Megan? As Megan. Ooh, I'm so not in shape as we discussed, so I could not run outrun That's, anything. Isn't it weird that sometimes I think about like Molly, you gotta get in shape in case it happens. <laughs> it's not a bad idea because you hope your fight or flight kicks in, but you don't, you know. don't know. One time I was running late for a flight and I had to run down a terminal and I like couldn't make it. I got on the flight, but I was like, yeah, I, I gave up yeah. because I was so out of shape and I was like, well, I might just my... so I don't have much hope for the apocalypse. I think I'm nice. I think I would like try and like broker a peace treaty with whoever the enemy is okay like, well so this that. is my next question like how do you think it happens oh the apocalypse on i mean to get hashtag real like global warming like mm. our earth is just gonna i get go it's the... gonna be zombie and then there's no peace treaty i don't know maybe you know i'm being optimistic at this point maybe we can find some common ground with the zombies all right fair <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what our common ground would um be. i love that you're like i can I can do it. (laughs) Yeah, this is a nice way of me saying not a lot of skills. (laughs) I would probably be one of the first to go. If you had to have a weapon, what would your weapon of choice be? In the apocalypse. Um, um, in like a perfect world, um, if this is an open-ended question, like Mm -hmm. the ability to become invisible, like can I have a superpower? Sure. And then just be invisible. And then have like more control over like what I do and don't do. That would do. be the ideal secret, Yeah, you like, could have a have. gun, you could have a knife, but, like... Ultimately, like, you, invisibility is, like, you're, yeah, especially if it's zombie. If, if it is the zombie situation... I watched, like, one episode of Walking Dead, and I know guns don't work, so that doesn't really true. help. Yeah. That's true. Um, if the apocalypse involves dinosaurs, which... Oh, dinosaurs, and this, this is a question. This is gonna lead back to me, but... <laughs> Which dinosaur do you feel confident you could take down? Ooh. 
probably a baby dinosaur because I don't think I hold a <laughs> chance to a lot of dinosaurs. But um, oh, thank you, love. Yeah, um, there's not a lot left, but I think I, was, I do have more. I have this running thing where, like, I confidently, like, and not in an insane way, like, genuinely feel like I could take down a T Rex. Holy I shit! Know. That's a big dinosaur. I mean, I have to have a weapon. Like, I have to have a spear. But like, me and one spear, and like Molly in her best shape. Like, yeah. Take me through this. Are you, like, right, stabbing right, them in between right. the okay. eyes? Like, what are you doing? If the if the documentary Jurassic Park has taught me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a documentary? No. Oh. Not... <laughs> right, the Jurassic Park movie that is actually based on real life. It was yes. a documentary. Um, <laughs> tells me everything I need to know about the Cretaceous period. <laughs> but it's called the Jurassic Park. I don't know. Uh, I... T-Rexes cannot see when you move. That's what that movie has taught me. Oh. Right? So, I would be like, frozen, move, frozen, move. And they'd be like, what the fuck? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> then the Tyrannosaurus Rex would start talking and be like, what the fuck? Who is this red-haired <laughs> magician? And then, really, the clutch thing. So here's the other thing. Like, at, in Chicago, there's this, this museum called the Field Museum that you're mm-hmm, and they have the most complete skeleton of a T-Rex. Yeah, and they're huge. No, but I went there and I saw it and I was like, I, that was the moment where I was like, I can take it down. <laughs> I can do okay. I'm... Like, you just need to, like, position yourself. It's all a positioning game. Because here's the thing. Like, yes, a T-Rex is fast, but, like, but like one, like, step and they're, like, five, like, steps past you. So you just need to get underneath it. Mm. And they have tiny arms, so they can't, like... Can I revise my my wish and just say I'll just be with you during the apocalypse? And it sounds Hi. like you've got it figured out. Like I will just follow you, and then maybe we can both have invisibility as well. I was gonna say, but the yeah. invisibility thing is not something I had considered before, which is really clutch, and I really I respect yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> and in the era of well, it's apocalypse. Do you have a car? I don't, and I really don't like to drive. I really, even when I go home to Pittsburgh, I do not Damn, like to I drive. Know. I know. Oh my god! But that episode. So good. He like draws lightning bolts on the side and Flames, like marker. Yes. Like yes. it's so it's like duct tape and marker. I, just, I love Lutz. Like he, I've grown to love him. He's such an idiot, and like he just wants to have friends. Like he's just trying to have friends, but mm-hmm. he's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like we can all relate to Lutz a little bit. I think so. We've all had Lutz moments. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. And I, he's just I agree. such a doofus, and I love him. Okay, so bring this back. So now we have a new game. Yes. It's called Shut Up Lutz. <laughs> There's great YouTube compilations. Yep, of Shut Up Lutz. Shut Up Lutz, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so it's a little trivia question. It's a little trivia game. About 30 Rock? How well you know Lutz particularly? Oh my god, okay. This is very Lutz the character? For me. And Lutz the real life person. Okay, okay, okay. Kay. Oh my god, my street cred's about to go away. First question. Yeah. And this could, you can answer two ways on this and be correct depending on how you answer. When it's, lun- when it's Lutz's turn to choose <laughs> lunch, yep. what popular fast food chain does he choose? And there are two answers? There are technically are two answers. So in the last couple episodes, he says Blimpies. Yes. But earlier in the series, he says Subway. Yes! <laughs> I said Subway or Blimpies would be... Okay. With 30 Rock. Follow-up question. Okay. Where... This is not trivia. Where would you order lunch? <laughs> Oh, okay. So at, at uh, work right now, there's a Dos Toros, mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that you, it would be so easy to order every day, but you're like, I can't have sour cream yeah. every day and guacamole. Yeah. 
But yeah, if I was given the chance to like order a bunch, I would say Joyce Torres. Okay. Dig in is like a nice, healthy alternative. But yeah. let's be real, Joyce right. Torres. Right. Okay, who is the real Lutz married to? Oh, Sue Galloway, the yep. writer on the show, mm-hmm. um, and she also does improv at UCB, she and does. she's very funny. So, she plays, what is her character on the show? It's not Sue. Like is they just Sue? call her Sue. Oh, really? Um, if you Google it, she has a great backstory where she was like given one line one time and everyone thought she was so funny so they started oh writing her into more episodes yeah because maybe i'm thinking the wrong person hold on she's got like blonde hair yeah she's the one who has like an accent in the show yeah, right? yeah. They, they just call her sue and I, then she like sometimes so funny. comes up with like hilarious like oh german God, sounding names my, one of my favorite moments is when they're like i'm sure all of you guys are looking at different jobs she's like i haven't got another job and she walks up with a hooters out with a pregnant stomach <laughs> She has so many good wives. Oh, it's so, so good. Um, okay, what is the name of the two-man improv show John Lutz or J- yeah, John Lutz has been performing since 2010 with his 30 Rock co-star oh. Scott Adsit. Um, it's um, oh, it's something super simple. Mm-hmm. Which is why I would accept either. It's like, is it right. just? John and Scott? It is! Oh, that show is so... I got nervous. I was going to say, show I is Scott so... and John, but it's John and Scott. They are yeah. so good. Yeah. It is mind-blowing. Okay. What is the character Lutz's first name on the show? So, on the show, they call... They they refer to him as John or JD. JD. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think the J stands for John, John still, but they... Yeah, yeah JD, JD Lutz. Lutz. Yeah. yeah. All right. What act? This is an easy one. This is a softball one. What actor does Lutz say is his great grandnephew on the show? Oh, it's Kellen Lutz. Yeah. And he's like, come here, grandnephew. Let me get you some marshmallows that are warmed in the pockets of my dungarees. Molly, we could stay here for three more hours and I could just give you John Lutz quotes. But yeah, it's so, it so funny. Much. It's okay. so funny. All right. Final question. Uh huh. What improv theater did John Lutz, the person, what was he touring with when he got a face-to-face meeting with Lauren Michaels for SNL? Oh, I don't think I know this one. I would... what? Take your best guess. Was it UCB Torco? Mm-mm. Was it Second City? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. So he's from Chicago as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I think sense. he's like Detroit originally, but like lived in Chicago for okay. a while. I think that's what I had. I saw on Wikipedia. Oh. Yeah. Those I are- love him. Those are all my questions. Please, I'm sure you're listening. JD slash John Lutz. John Lutz. Come do Improvise 30 Rock. I will sit in the audience. I will. This is an excellent transition to the end of the show. I I like to do a toast. Okay. We each choose something we want to toast to. Okay. I, you go first because I'm I'm thinking about mine, but this could be your toast. It could be. And, And the toast is just to anything you want. Anything you want. Anything like good in the world you want to see keep going or like anything like cheers to good health. Cheers yeah. to like John Lutz. <laughs> I mean, always cheers to John Lutz, but yeah. also cheers to like comedy bringing cool people together, like you and me. Like that's awesome that yes. like um, we both did something a little out of the ordinary, and you ended up meeting great people and doing cool things you never thought you would do. So like, cheers to comedy bringing people together. Megan, you're gonna make me cry. Oh my god, stop! It's because we've had a bottle of wine. Oh my god, <laughs> Cheers to uh, fruit and wine. Yay! <laughs> Cheers to that! Yay! Megan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they find out when oh. the next Improvised 30 Rock is? 
So, Improvised 30 Rocks on Facebook, we just got 100 likes. Whoa! Whoa. We're very fancy. We, um, yeah, so follow Improvised 30 Rock on Facebook. I'm also on a team at the Armory called Weird Cat. So, if Ooh. you follow Weird Cat Improv um, on Instagram and Facebook. And then I'm on Instagram as M-E-G-R-U-E McGrew. It's like an amalgamation of my first and last name. I love it. You'll see, you know, photos of my life <laughs> i'm sure that's a big draw um it's really yeah good. she does some really cool fucking shit so. oh. and there's a great like old hello dolly you in like high school oh no <laughs> we'll do a part two where we discuss my storied high school acting yeah, career please oh my it's, god we're, we're gonna have to do a part two <laughs> um megan Sagru, thank you so much for being on Amazing i had Boosh. so much fun thank you molly you are a delight and a gem and let's eat some more let's and drink some more, some more. Yeah, yeah that'd I be great all right Ugh, love Megan so much. How much fun was that episode, right? And that chicken paprikash. Oof, let me tell you, it was delish. And we straight up ate the entire thing. Not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just saying it right here, right now. I'm not ashamed. Um, but it was so much fun. And as I mentioned during the show, I have actually put up a video of how I cut onions or anything showing a little bit of easier knife technique. If you're somebody new to cooking and chopping always takes you forever, this is a knife technique that made things so much easier, so much faster for me. So I'm gonna show you on the Instagram handle, which is at amusingboushpod, how to properly cut an onion, or at least how I cut an onion. I don't know that it's the proper way, but it seems to be the widely accepted way. So check that out and follow us online at amusingboushpod. So it's A-M-U-S-I-N-G, B-O-U-C-H-E-P-O-D. Follow Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else. We've got a Facebook page. Check that out. And as always, thank you to everyone who made this happen. So big thank you to Megan. Thank you to Billy Libby, who is the composer for our theme song. Thank you to me, who is tirelessly here all the time, doing the good work. Yeah. I'm going to thank myself because I deserve it. And thank you to everyone who's been at the shows. I've had so much fun. Remember, catch Megan at Improvised 30 Rock on Friday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. at The Pits, also known as People's Improv Theater. This is the one on 24th Street between Lexington and Park, okay? And then you can catch my live show on September 10th at the same place at 7 p.m., The Pit, right? We're going to be in the underground this time, so don't go to Striker, go to the underground. And I hope to see you there if you're in the area, if you're in the New York area. Elise Morales is going to be our guest for that show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't want to tell you what we're going to make on that show yet, because it's going to be a surprise. But it's going to be great. And as always, leave a review, rate the show, let me know what you like, let me know what you didn't like, all that jazz. And thanks, guys. Okay, bye!